I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, Episode 79. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture, hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. One of my favorite things to do is link the message in a contemporary Christian song to a character in scripture. Now, obviously, you know, that's what we do on the podcast every week. I'm trying to point you back to scripture using songs, but I love it when the story in the song really helps me think of a character in the Bible. And then when I go and study that character in the Bible further, then every time I listen to the song, I think of all that I've learned when I've studied God's word. And that's what I really want to challenge you to do every week on this podcast. Don't just listen to the podcast. I hope you're really inspired to go and dig into scripture for yourself and see how powerful this idea really is. The link that every time you hear the song, then you're going to remember everything you learned in studying the scripture for yourself. So when my daughter Emily and I, we were listening to Plum's song Exhale the other day on the radio, I thought this song could be about Rahab and I got really excited about using it on the podcast. I love this link, this link between listening to a song and thinking of a character and thinking of a story, because not only can we see ourselves in the songs on the radio, but it helps us understand that those characters that we're reading about in in the Bible, those characters that are revealed in scripture, they were real people with real problems just like us, and they all had a real opportunity to respond or not to the real revelation of God. We are also in that position. We have an opportunity to respond to the revelation of God and to learn from the experiences of others, especially those highlighted in scripture. So you might be thinking, well, why did did I think of the story of Rahab when I heard this song? Well, I see her in the opening verse. Scripture says Rahab was a prostitute in the walled city of Jericho, and she had heard the stories of the God of the Israelites, and for some reason, those stories inspired her. 
She wanted what they had. She wanted the God of the Israelites for herself. And meanwhile, her people didn't see it that way. They were terrified. They melted with fear. All they wanted to do was push back. Don't let the Israelites come in. Don't let this God take over our land. But so when the word got out that there were Israelite spies that had entered Jericho and they had gone to Rahab's house, the king ordered that Rahab bring the spies out and turn them over to the authorities. So although she was a prostitute, it was probably that her home was also an inn. And that's probably why the spies went there. And the story in Joshua chapter 2 goes on to say that Rahab hid the spies from the king's men, and then actually sent them on this wild goose chase when she said this, Yes, the men were here earlier, but I didn't know where they were from. They left the town at dusk as the gates were about to close. I don't know where they went. If you hurry, you can probably catch up with them. So she sends them. She sends the king's men on this uh, wild goose chase searching for spies that she had hidden upstairs in her inn uh, on the roof under some stinky wet grass. So, but let's consider Rahab as it relates to our song this week. First of all, her profession was a shameful one. In that first verse that we just listened to, it's talking about bringing your shame. And even in her land that the prostitute was not a highly honored profession. Okay. Even though they were Canaanites and a bunch of sinners and didn't understand the good things of God, prostitution still wasn't kind of a a great profession to uh, that you were hoping your your young daughters would strive toward. So when your life choices like Rahab's bring you fear and shame, you can listen to the message of this song that reminds us that there is still hope no matter what you've done in the arms of your heavenly father. And so we're going to learn, we're going to get into it later in the episode, but Rahab did not stay a prostitute. And I really think that's an important point. It truly is okay to not be okay. Just like our song says, God's love is truly a safe place, but it's also a place that's going to call you to a higher standard. It will always call you away from the sin choices in your life. But make no mistake, you don't have to clean up first. Everyone is welcome in his arms. So Rahab was a prostitute. So what? You know, that did not keep her from experiencing God for herself and her family. But here's what it took. It took risk and courage and tenacity. You know, Rahab did not sit passively passively by. I read Joshua 2 closely this week because I really wanted to understand as much as I could about Rahab from the details that are given. And here's what I discovered. First of all, Rahab knew that they were Israelite spies. Okay, she decided to hide them despite the danger. And I believe it was worth it to her to risk this because she had revelation about God. So this, there's a revealed thing that happened to her that she looked at what God was doing in the, in the world at the time and she saw something that the, the people in Jericho and, and across the land did not see. Uh, you know, God's miracles were plain for all of them to see. And yet some believed they proved God's care and supremacy like Rahab and others saw a need to defend against it. So Rahab chose to see God's work as a revelation of who he was and who he could be to her rather than something to fight against. 
So in Joshua chapter 2, Rahab makes a confession to the spies. And this is after she sent the authorities away on this wild goose chase, trying to chase them down. She goes back up to the roof as they're getting ready to go to bed. And this is what she said to them. I know the Lord has given you this land. We are all afraid of you. Everyone in the land is living in terror. For we have heard how the Lord made a dry path for you through the Red Sea when you left Egypt. And we know what you did to Sihon and Og, the two Amorite kings east of the Jordan River, whose people you completely destroyed. No wonder our hearts have melted in fear. No one has the courage to fight after hearing such things. For the Lord your God is the supreme God of the heavens above and the earth below. Then she goes on to promise the spies or promise the Israelites safety, promise the spies safety if they will promise her and her family safety in return. She knows the inevitable is coming, but she's going to be bold and and courageous and she's going to show tenacity and she's going to say, look, I'll save you. If you save me. And as the story goes, they agree. And Rahab and her family were saved. And again, the thing I saw here is that Rahab, in effect, was saying, I'll save you because I have faith that your God can save me. Now, I want to get into the faith of Rahab for the remainder of this podcast. Because it's not just boldness and courage and tenacity. All of that came out of her faith. But I created a free resource this week to help you dig deeper into God's Word. I hope you take advantage of it. I'm excited about it. It's really, really good. I've entitled it, Can You Hear Me Now? Reflecting on Rahab's Rooftop Confession. Now, through this resource, you will take a closer look at the confession of Rahab, those verses I just read you, what she told the spies. I challenge you to explore the two accounts that she mentions. She mentions the story of the Israelites crossing the Red Sea and the story of what the Israelites had done to King Sihon and Og. Interestingly enough, the first story had happened 40 years prior and the second story happened just days leading up to the spies entering Jericho. So that's interesting. So after you go and read those stories for yourself, in uh, Exodus and Numbers. I want you to get familiar with those accounts yourself. Then you're going to examine Rahab's confession closer, and then I'm going to lead you through the process to make your own confession about God based on your new understanding of who he is from your close examination of the scripture that that we're talking about. Now, I'm really excited about this resource for you, and you can get it for free by visiting michellenizat.com forward slash 79 download. That is unless you're already a subscriber, and if you are, you have instant an instant access link in your Monday morning email. So again, michellekneesat.com forward slash 79 download, and you can get that for free. Now, I love the idea of taking in what God has for us, his grace and his mercy and his love, breathing that in. And then exhaling. This is, of course, the idea of this song. Breathing in his grace and his mercy and his love. And then exhaling, breathing out, sending forth that same grace, love, and mercy into our own circle of influence. And it all happens after you surrender to him. Just listen. Just let go.
I'm going to link to a story behind the song that I found very interesting because this song came out of a sermon by Tiffany's pastor. And I love that because I get truth and inspiration from my pastor's messages as well. And they make their way into this podcast all the time. So I love that his sermon made his made its way into a song. And even though I'm not going to be unpacking the song the way that she wrote it, I do love this idea of breathing in love and grace and truth and then exhaling. So the question comes, what is the exhale of our lives? What are we sending out into the world? And I think it, it really is linked to what are we breathing in? I mean, if we're breathing in um, hatred and bitterness and we're breathing those things in and filling our minds and lives with that, then when we exhale, that's what's going to come out. But when we breathe in grace and love and truth from God's word, then that will be the natural exhale of our lives. And for Rahab, the exhale of her life was faith. And the reason I'm so confident of that statement is that it is evident here in this story. You see her faith in the story. And then her story is pointed to in the New Testament as well. She's mentioned by name twice. So I want to explore all of that. Actually, three times. Now, I normally don't use acrostics, but it kind of just came out as I researched this week. Um, I, the, the four points that I had today kind of spelled the word sale, S-A-L-E. So I'm going to use that to discuss the exhale of Rahab's life. So first of all, the S, her faith sent forth salvation. The exhale of her life was faith, and that's what sent forth salvation. Her life and the lives of her family members were saved because of her faith in a God that she had heard about. And after she made her confession to the spies, she said this, Now swear to me by the Lord that you will be kind to me and my family since I have helped you. Give me some guarantee that when Jericho is conquered, you will let me live along with my father and mother, my brothers and sisters, and all of their families. To which the spies replied, We offer our own lives as a guarantee for your safety. If you don't betray us, we will keep our promise and be kind to you when the Lord gives us the land. Now if you jump down to the end of Joshua chapter 6, as the walls of Jericho have fallen in this miraculous display of God's power, Joshua said to the two spies, Keep your promise. Go to the prostitute's house and bring her out along with all of her family. And it says the men who had been spies went in and brought out Rahab, her father, mother, brothers, and all the other relatives who were with her. They moved her whole family to a safe place near the camp of Israel. Now through faith, Rahab saw a God she wanted to serve and her faith, boldness, courage, and tenacity saved her life. And save the lives of her family members. So that was S for salvation. Next is A for adoption. Rahab's faith led her to salvation and ultimate adoption into the community of God. Verse 25 of Joshua 6 says, So Joshua spared Rahab the prostitute and her relatives who were with her in the house because she had hidden the spies Joshua sent to Jericho. And she lives among the Israelites to this day. Rahab was adopted into the community. We understand the extent of her adoption. I mean, it wasn't like, and so they put up with her, um, but they kept her a good 10 mile distance. No, she lives among the Israelites to this day. And again, the extent of her adoption is understood when we consider this next letter, which is L, but that stands for legacy. Rahab's faith sent forth 
a legacy. Now, her adoption was part of her legacy because she was fully adopted into the community of God's chosen people. She was actually grafted into the lineage of Christ. Rahab was the mother of Boaz, who was the kinsman redeemer for Naomi and Ruth. Boaz being a foreshadow of Christ as our redeemer. Now, I mentioned Boaz in two other episodes, episode 72 and episode 13, if you want to check that out. But if you read Matthew chapter 1, you see Rahab listed by name in the lineage of our Savior. That's a legacy. And I think the way my study Bible put it was she participated in the Lord's ultimate triumph of grace. That's a legacy. So SALE, S-A-L-E, salvation, adoption, legacy, and E stands for example. Rahab's faith exhaled an example of faith for us. And in Hebrews chapter 11, it's often referred to as the hall of faith, kind of like the hall of fame, but it's the hall of faith where it lists many Old Testament examples of faith. And Rahab, by name, made the list. Hebrews 11.31 says it was by faith that Rahab the prostitute was not destroyed with the people in her city who refused to obey God, for she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. So here we see it was by faith that Rahab was not destroyed. Again, I mentioned her boldness and her risk and her tenacity, but that's not what kept her from being destroyed. That was an outflow of her faith. And, and what, what did she have faith in? She had faith that God is the God over heaven and earth. She believed that. She confessed that. We can see that just by her words. Faith that led her to choose obedience over disobedience. She had a choice. And honestly, so did the others in the city. You know, they could have said, we recognize this God of yours as the true God, but they didn't. They fought against it. She alone chose obedience and she alone chose faith. And then by faith, because of, it says, by faith, because of her actions, not not just her confession, not just her words, by faith, because of her friendly welcome to the spies. So see what I'm saying? That that risk, that boldness, that tenacity, those actions that she took was a natural outflow of her faith. But it's by faith because of. She was recognized for her faith because of her actions. Rahab's confession reveals a revelation, but the revelation led to action. In fact, James uses Rahab's actions as proof of her faith as well. In in chapter 2, verse 25 of James, he mentions her by name too. Rahab the prostitute is another example. She was shown to be right with God by her actions when she hid those messengers and sent them safely away by a different road. This version says, Rahab was shown to be right with God by her actions. I read in other translations things like she was justified by works. Another translation said she was considered righteous because of these actions. So the Greek word here for this, I'm going to mispronounce it, I'm sure, is dikaiou, which means declared righteous, or I love this, cleared of all charges. So again, where it says she was made right or she was justified or she was considered righteous is dikaiou, which means declared righteous or cleared of all charges. Rahab was cleared of all charges of a sexually immoral life. She was cleared of all charges of a history of idolatry. 
Her people worshipped many gods, but not Yahweh, the God of the Israelites. She set that aside, and she was cleared of all charges of her whole history of following other gods. She was cleared of all charges of a cursed bloodline. That She was a Canaanite. She was not a chosen Israelite, yet history shows that God allowed her to be grafted into the community and and in such a significant way that he would actually put her in the lineage of Christ. She was truly cleared of all charges of this cursed bloodline. And then she was cleared of all charges of a life of disobedience to God. She changed. She moved from one pattern of living to a new pattern of living. And she was her faith led her to those actions. But she was shown to be right. She was justified. She was considered righteous. She was cleared of all charges because it says she was shown to be right by with God by her actions. Because of her faith, her actions led to this. And, and she was cleared. She was made righteous. Okay. So Rahab's faith completely cleared her of all of these charges and we get a glimpse of her faith by her verbal confession and then we see proof of her faith by her deeds or by her actions. Again, Rahab and her family was indeed spared, but not only spared, but saved. Saved by faith and adopted. And not just any adoption, but woven into the legacy of Christ that she might be an example of faith the very faith that cleared her of all charges against her. What did Rahab breathe in? The glory of God, when all those around her could only see a threat, she saw a sovereign God. Revelation makes the difference. And as you explore scripture on your own, breathe in his grace and his plan and his love and his presence and his truth. But be sure to exhale. I love the lyric that says, we do not exist for us, but to share your grace and love and exhale. We see what Rahab's life exhaled. Her life sent forth an example of faith. What will your life exhale? So what's next? Well, download this week's free resource and dive into this story. Again, you can get it for free just by going to michellekneesat.com forward slash 79 download or if you're already a subscriber it's in your Monday morning email and then just by simply using this one page resource it's going to guide you to Joshua where the primary story is told and then to Exodus and Numbers to see for yourself what Rahab and her people had heard about and then finally it will help you examine Rahab's confession and guide you to make your own confession. I'm really excited about this resource for you, so don't miss out. 
And then while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. You can email me directly, michelle at michellekneesat.com. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. We can talk about what you're learning. And before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to shout out to Linda from British Columbia and Tina from Missouri. They're my newest subscribers to my website. And just remember, the benefit of subscribing is that I will email you once a week. And in that email will be memory verse resources to display on your smartphone, tablet, desktop, or you can even print it out. There will be an email recap of the week's episode. And again, you get instant access to any of the free resources I may create for the week. And of course, this week's resource is entitled, Can You Hear Me Now? And it's just my way to thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneesat.com to subscribe today. And then don't miss an episode of my podcast. You can just subscribe in iTunes so it kind of automatically gets sent to your smartphone. While you're there, leave me a written review and a star rating if you would. This encourages me a lot, but it also helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Just like Wegley this week, who calls it a well-made podcast about faith-based music. He recommended it to his wife and says he can see my passion and honesty in every episode. Wow. Thank you. M.M. of Mo, Missouri, I'm assuming, called the podcast meaty, not just fluff, and was impressed with the depth and maturity of the study in God's word. I'm honored. And Coco Clock says, I love how the podcast changes how I see things during my day. And then I continually remember the message when I hear the songs mentioned on the radio. And that's where I go, success. You know, that's what I've been praying for all of you, that that link would be there, just like I talked about at the beginning of this episode. So thanks to all of you for your kind and generous reviews. I am humbled. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will use Beyond Me by Toby Mac to jump into scripture. If you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 79. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. You can click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.